When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Rich Eisen Show <laughs> with guest host Ben Lyons. <laughs> You get jacked up and fired up seeing guys put on pads for the first time this week? I really miss the violence. I mean, I daydream about someone, like, pushing my wife in a bar. Not hard, but hard enough that I can, like, crush the dude. Like, <laughs> I can legally hit somebody. Today's guests from Yahoo Sports, Charles Robinson, ESPN radio host, Sarah Spain, writer and director, Kay Cannon, seven-time Olympic gold medalist, Katie Ledecky, plus actor Brendan Hunt. And now, here's Ben Lyons. All right, welcome to the show. Another day on the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons in for Rich. Always an inspiring production meeting before the show that we have here with this cast of characters. Mike Del Tufo is back. Yeah, hey, we are back. Hey, Mikey's fat and sassy and tan. I'm welcome back, Del Tufo. I'm not fat. I lost weight. When I imagine Del Tufo on vacation, I feel like he's hanging out with Thomas Sundstrom and Pat LaFontaine, and they're just on a boat. It's like his version of the banana boat out there. I mean, close. You know, and then Ooh. I find out I had a whole rundown, you know, plan, and we have a big show, <laughs> lots of guests coming through today, hanging out. We got gold medalists on this show today. Katie Ledecky yeah. going to check in, which is big time. Sarah Spain, my buddy out in Chicago, she's she always used to invite me on her radio show to talk about Carmelo, so I thought I'd invite her on this show. Fantastic. Let's talk about a lot of Chicago issues, uh, but also uh, I found out today that. T.J. Jefferson gets Benny Hanna to go, and I want to start the show <laughs> because the reason why you go to Benny Hanna uh-huh. is for the show. You go f- to watch the guy take a shrimp tail and throw it in his hat, or to take your rice and turn it into a beating heart. One time, I got into a, an argument with Bobby Brown at a Benny Hanna oh, because wow. we wanted to see even more performances of the chef doing his thing. Nobody was getting Rocky's choice to go. <laughs> What kind of man does this? It's a fascinating character trait. Is that in your like dating bio on Twitter? Gets Benny Hanna to go? Well, Ben, I don't know if you realize this, but we've been in the middle of a pandemic for a few months, so a lot of restaurants didn't offer full service. So one thing you could get from Benny Hanna's was Benny Hanna to go. Now, here's something that you might not know. You know when you do the whole show, all the, the flips and the, the onion Why volcanoes? Why you go to Benny Hanna? Oh, is, yeah. You could go into Benny Hanna's, right? This is pre-pandemic, and sit upstairs and... If you didn't want the whole show, you could go to the bar and you could get the same food for about $15 less just because you didn't get all the pomp and circumstance. I don't need all the pomp and circumstance. I just want my shake, my steak. I want my, my, my chicken. I want my rice. I don't need to have the shrimp tail flying and all that. So 
I order Benihana to go, but here's, okay, I'm going to tell you this quick story. The day you're talking about, Brockman, you know this, my bike got stolen from my house, right? First of all, you're biking to Benihana? No, no, no. I I, I go to my car to go to Benihana. My bike got stolen, right? And so I'm like mad because my bike got stolen. So I drive 20 minutes to Benihana in Santa Monica. I pick up my food. I drive 25 minutes back home. I'm still mad because my bike is gone. I get up to the crib and I open it up and Benihana got my order wrong. So not only did my bike get jacked like 50 cent, tossed and turned in my sleep at night, woke up the next morning, somebody stole my bike. But yeah, Benihana messed up my lunch order. So Right, because it, if you were sitting at the hibachi, you could say to the chef, yeah. hey, I actually had I said steak no and onions. chicken, not just steak. You I said no. you have a communication. But you get Benihana to go, it's you've a crack already shoot. lost. Yeah, okay, it's a so crack just shoot. threw me for a loop. Yeah. Today and I'm also excited because Brockman and I are getting out on the golf course yes, later you this are. afternoon. He was texting me last night. Let's go, Ben Lyons. He wants uh, Michael Jordan stakes out on the golf well, course. Well, I think what you know, whatever was going to make you nervous. You know what I mean? Like maybe Brockman's rich, Ben. So be careful. We can bet your rental car or your shirt. Or, uh, you know, one His of the... R.J. Barrett autographed jersey. That yeah, exactly. I think we should do something show-related. I think we need some type of physical activity on the show. Maybe uh, a vinyasa flow on the show. I don't know what that means. That means the loser's <laughs> got to do <laughs> yoga on Friday's show. Wow, okay. Yeah. Sure, we can yeah. do that. Okay, during the, during the B block or the A block on Friday's show, the loser of our golf match will be doing a vinyasa flow here in the, uh, in the studio. And the reason I bring up yoga is because, as you guys know, I'm an energy guy. My wife works with crystals. I believe in the energy of the universe. You can read into energy. You know, I came into the studio. You guys welcomed me with smiles and open arms and made me feel comfortable. We were told to, to be nice here, to you. To move so. in and pull a Donda and spend four of the last five weeks living out of a closet here at the Rich Eisen Studios. Um, but you could tell energy. And the energy at the Dodger game for the first Astros game was dark. You could hear it on the radio. It just felt toxic. And the Dodgers lost the game 3 nothing. And then last night... What, you could feel the energy as being much lighter. It was a celebration of the addition of Max Scherzer coming to Los Angeles. Yeah, so good. This dude throws seven <laughs> innings, which Jeez. a lot of starters don't do anymore. He goes for 10 strikeouts, gives up two runs. They get the win last night. And the focus of the crowd, the energy of the crowd, was around supporting Max Scherzer, celebrating the addition of, of, of him to the team. And then the team goes out there and wins. He gets a curtain call. At Dodger Stadium, you don't often see the curtain call for the starting pitcher. And he said he's never gotten that in his entire life. And it was something that was incredibly meaningful and moving to him. And it's a reminder to all these fans now who have the privilege to go to games, to get back into their favorite ballparks or arenas, to cheer on their favorite team. Look at the results of this Dodger game. Tune into the energy. The first night against the Astros, it's dark energy. They don't put up a run. Second night, they're supporting Scherzer. It's positive, good vibes, good energy. They go out there and get the win. And then I find out later that the Dodgers also picked up Cole Hamels? Yeah. What? Are, yeah. How did this happen? Are, are it they, happened like late are last night. Are they like night. their own season, like a video game, and they're just creating their own roster moves to try to see if they can get the most star players? Yeah, it's an interesting move. Cole Hamels also, you know, near the end of his career, probably on the last couple of holes. Sure. Why not? See if he can Cole, give ha- Cole Hamels and Albert Pujols is the best 2008 team of all time. Seriously, like eat up some innings for the. I don't. I mean, I don't know how he's going to be used. So I saw that addition, and I know I know Brockman is a card carrying uh, Dodger hater. Doesn't doesn't love the boys in blue out here. 
Uh, but when you when you add an all, another hall, future Hall of Famer potentially, or a multiple time All Star, big deal. Uh, it's a big deal. But it also made me want to kind of throw this out there to you guys this morning, as as fans of all these different teams, and we see it now in this season of player mobility. It's the NBA free agency. It's the time where trades are being talked about. We'll get into some rumors around Deshaun Watson later on the show. Uh, but the idea as fans, do you want your team to go out there and get all the best players and get the best guys? Because you need that to win. Or do you want to have homegrown talent? Do you want to feel an emotional connection to those players that came up through the draft or you took a chance on when they were cast-offs? Do you enjoy rooting for a new all-star team every year of the best players? Or is it that emotional connection to the guys who you remember when they weren't very good and you came up, you see it with Giannis and Chris Middleton, two homegrown talent there, eight years, and that's an eternity in today's NBA mm -hmm. where Russell Westbrook's on his fourth team in four years after winning an MVP. So, TJ, I ask you, as a, as a, a card-carrying member and maybe the only Mets, Sixers, Cowboys fan on planet <laughs> Earth, do you want to see all the big stars wearing the star? Do you want to have your talent homegrown? Man, that's a tough question, man, because obviously you need to you can't just solely rely on homegrown talent. You have to have some people coming in from other organizations. But it, there is something to be said about that guy, that guy that you picked second, especially when you're not a first rounder. Obviously, you know, when when you're the second, third rounder and you see them ascent and you see them rise and they come up and they become really good. I think that as a as a fan of the team, you do maybe take a little bit more pride in that. I think it's so cool. Like the Denver Nuggets, for example, you talk about second rounders. They draft a second rounder from Serbia. He wins the MVP. They draft Michael Porter Jr., who looks like the bad guy in a Mighty Ducks movie all grown up. <laughs> Mighty Ducks. Like at the Mighty Ducks, they play the bad team, yeah. and then flash forward 15 years, it looks like what Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> I totally agree with that. That's, uh, That's excellent, a good assessment. excellent uh, analogy. Jamal Murray, homegrown talent for them. So it's fun to be a Nuggets fan. You get in there and you add some pieces. And, and I don't know, I just think there's something in today's sports where you end up rooting for laundry at the end of the day. You don't have any emotional right. connection. I was on a text chain, you know, I'm part of Laker Nation now. So I'm a text oh, chain geez. with all my purple and gold friends. And some of the guys are saying like, do I root for Kent Bazemore now? I guess Kent Bazemore's played on four teams. And, right. you know, I, is he, is he, I guess now he's a Laker. So we got to root for him. Yeah, if he's on your team, you root for him. It's as how Basically. it goes, but just the idea of, well, next year he's going to be on another team, and you're just really Probably, rooting yeah. for laundry at the end of the day. So how do you find these emotional connection points? I mean, you look back at some of your favorite teams growing up in Boston, yeah. it's guys who you felt like came up through your program or through your team. Yeah, especially when you look at some of the 04 t uh, championship teams, especially 07, because I was just starting out as a young newspaper reporter in Maine at the time, and the Red Sox AA affiliate is in Portland, Maine. It's the Portland Sea Dogs. And so I saw a lot of those guys play in the minor leagues. Dustin Pedroia, Jonathan Papelbon, even John Lester and Kevin Euclid. I saw those guys come up. Uh, uh, Jacoby Ellsbury, they played through the system. Even Hanley Ramirez, who ended up getting traded uh, for Josh Beckett and then later came back to the Red Sox. Like, so I felt a more connected to those teams because I saw these guys as young minor leaguers, got to talk with them in the clubhouse and see them play in front of only 3,000 fans. But, you know, when you, when you are the Red Sox, you can also acquire anyone basically who you want. So you go out and get Manny Ramirez in free agency. Uh, you go out and, you know, you get Chris Sale with a trade. And so, 
you know, it is tough. You try to walk that line as a fan of like, yes, I love this guy because I love Paul Pierce because we drafted him and he could have demanded a trade at any point in his career, but he didn't. He stayed in Boston and ultimately won a championship. But at the same time, I love Kevin Garnett, even though we acquired him much later in his career. So I see both sides of it, but seeing those homegrown guys definitely hits. Ben lines in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show, and we've got uh, Charles Robinson calling up from Yahoo Sports about 10 minutes, talk some football. But it's obviously a a mix of guys. You want to have men and women who are drafted by the team you root for, and then you want to fill it in with those, you know, maybe star players. But I think think at the Brooklyn Nets right now, and if you're some hipster living in Williamsburg who grows their own vegetables on top of your roof, <laughs> are you sitting there being like, wow, I've put in so much time. I have such an emotional, deep connection to these Brooklyn Nets. So many nights going to the Barclays, which is a nightclub with the lights turned on and buying overpriced Armadale, rooting on this team. Is Brooklyn in the house? Everything, yes, we, we're here. Do you feel that connection? And then also, what does that mean now? You know, Julius Randle just signed for, for a big bag with the Knicks, and he's been with the Knicks for three years now. Does that mean he's one of our guys as a Knicks fan? It's his third team, and he's 26 years old. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, R.J. Barrett drafted by the team, but Kyle Kuzma, before he was trading, was the longest-tenured Laker. <laughs> it's, it's just so a different nuts. time of player mobility yeah. and how you form these connections. So I was just thinking about that watching the Dodgers last night. I guess Max Scherzer now is a Dodger. He's embraced, has that amazing moment, gets the curtain call after the debut performance. Then they go out and get Cole Hamels and it's Albert Pujols and they got Mookie Betts from you guys. And it's just, I guess I'm rooting for the Dodgers. Yeah, they're my favorite team. But you just got to kind of go through stuff with these players. I'm you also root wondering for in order if to feel emotionally connected to them. I'm wondering if like our generation, we're all kind of the same age in here. Like our generation are the last ones who are like. Our first number one loyalty is the team where we grew up. You know, There's you know. certain reasons behind that. Technology being a big one. If someone said growing up in Boston in the 90s that, oh, I'm a diehard Detroit Tigers fan. You say, really? How many games have you actually watched? Because they're never on television here. Right. How many games have you actually been to? It's, it's just like, I just think of young people now, you're kind of loyal to the player that you like because they do move around so much. So like even Matt Damon who is older than we are, but he said, oh, yeah, I root for the Bucks now because I love Tom Brady. And, like, I totally kind of get that, you know? Like, you, our Josiah, just this week, he loves LeBron James. So wherever LeBron James is, that's the team that he rooted for. He rooted for the Cavs. He rooted for Miami. He rooted now for the Lakers. So it's like... So then why were you so confused yesterday when I showed my allegiance to somebody who scored a, had a, led the league in scoring with the oldest team in the history of the sport? Who... <laughs> Had to celebrate Jason Kidd's 40th birthday in the garden. I have allegiance to this man. See, Ben, and on the flip of what Chris just said, I, as these guys know, I my favorite teams aren't necessarily from Pennsylvania. I'm a Sixer fan, but like my favorite team, football team, isn't the Steelers. It's the Cowboys. My favorite baseball team isn't the Pirates. It's the Mets. Yeah, it's you're not the like, only Mets, Sixers, yeah. Cowboys fan so on it's planet not like Earth. You're I, the only one don't like those teams, but I have never subscribed to the theory that like, because right. you were born here, you have to root for this team. That's never made sense to me. And it's been an argument I've had with people, my entire sporting life. Like, no, yeah, I, I just because I'm from here, hero, it was the ultimate out of town fan. My dad grew up in Manhattan, lived in the city his entire life and is the biggest Boston yeah. Red Sox fan on the planet. He knows which streets to walk up and down sixth Avenue where you can kind of like 40% 
get W-E-E-I <laughs> That's amazing. on the radio. Like he has a zigzag route of New York City where the static. Didn't your dad buy a house based upon the fact that he could pick up Red Sox radio Absolutely, from that location? yes. They were fortunate enough to buy a second home and he was walking around and trying to get Red Sox radio games out in the Poconos. Nope, the mountains, are, nope, no signal. <laughs> Got to go out to Long Island, get it over Long Island Sound. And I, I was making fun of you and giving you grief about your new Laker fandom because oh, I hate the Lakers. And gold, purple and gold through I my veins. I hate the Lakers. The Lakers have, are all about the homegrown talent. Lakers have always built the draft. And he's Not a anymore. Laker. He's a Laker for life. What do you mean? purple? It's a family thing we got going on. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you think LeBron James gets a statue outside of Staples? If he gets one more title, I think he should get a statue outside Staples. If he wins two titles in his time in Los Angeles, name me another player in another franchise who wins two titles for that organization and they don't honor with some type of statue or jersey or something. But the players were homegrown Lakers forever, though, who have the statues. Well, Shaq's got a statue. Kareem's got a statue. Shaq won three in a row. Yeah, but he wasn't homegrown. homegrown. No, I understand. They went out there and got him. Yeah, so if LeBron gets another one in the next two years, that means Carmelo gets one too. That's what I'm saying. So is LeBron and Carmelo, are their statues, like the proximity, are they going to be close? Are they going to separate their statues at the Staples? Would it be great if they just put a banana boat out there, just like a giant inflatable raft as a statue? And you could climb on and take pictures with it. That (laughs) would be the best. The Lakers go back to back, right? You could the Gavi Union seat on the banana (laughs) boat. Oh, my goodness, you guys. What, they're just going to do Westbrook, LeBron, and LaMelo statue all together? LaMelo. Did you just call him yeah, LaMelo? Yeah, there's only one Mello where, I, where I'm from. Come on, Brock. Come on. Unbelievable. I'm you just said LaMelo. I don't know I if you said LaMelo. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got Katie oh, Ledecky checking in a little bit later on in the show, and we're going to try something uh, random at the bottom of the hour. You know, late night when I'm, we're, we're getting ready for tomorrow's show, and I'm going through my notes, and I'm sending our graphics team random photos. I thought we'd play a game of just random photos from my phone, and we'll start. Uh, we'll just put them up on the screen on Peacock. We'll talk about them on radio, and we'll see uh, which way the rabbit hole takes us uh, on a fun Thursday here. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich. We got Charles Robinson coming up next from Yahoo Sports to go around the NFL, talk a little Deshaun Watson possibly in Philadelphia. Lots to get into with Charles. It's Ben Lyons in for Rich on a Thursday. It's the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number, sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Bill Cower here on the show. How does that sound, Bill? Uh, still trying to get used to that one, Rich. Um, it really is. It's, it, uh, it's been a short period of time, but uh, boy, you know, it happened so fast. And what a whirlwind. We had two shows on the weekend. Yep. And, you know, now it's kind of soaking in a little bit. It's, um, uh, it, it's pretty special. Yeah, I know. Obviously, being on live television is uh, is sometimes uh, difficult enough, even no matter how many times you've done it, because you're on live television. I mean, what was going through your head when David Baker appeared all of a sudden, Bill? You know, it's a, it, I had absolutely no idea. And the ironic part of it was that I sat down that morning with my wife, Veronica. You know, I, and I talked about it. I said, I don't think I'm going to get in, and I'm okay with it. I almost put some closure on it. And... Um, that was okay, you know, when I came in, no one really said anything, we weren't discussing it. I thought, well, that's being pretty professional. I appreciated them kind of like giving me my space from it all. And um, I was getting ready to do an eye vision with, uh, with Phil Sims and talking about Lamar Jackson. And next thing I turn around and I see David Baker, and we all know what he stands for. And, um, and it just was a lot of things to try to process at the time. It's kind of why I thought this isn't, this is the way I, I, thought this was going to be. I thought I was going to get a call that says, hey, you know, you're close, but you didn't get in. And we'd all find out on Tuesday night or something because it's going to air on Wednesday. And um, yeah, it was almost surreal. And, um, you know, they ask you to duck a speech. Wow, I haven't had time to think about this one. So it just kind of rambles out. And I got down. I'm not even sure what I just said. Um, but uh, uh, it was a pretty surreal moment. And, you know, you know, every day you wake up, it's just like, wow. Um, it's something you dreamed about as a kid. Um, and, uh, you know, you never feel like you're worthy. I looked at all the candidates that were there. And it's so funny. I sat back and watched Jimmy Johnson. And the same thing happened to him yep. on the halftime of the, of the, yeah. floor of the second game on, on, <laughs> on, on Sunday after yep. he got home. And I know exactly what he was feeling. As a matter of fact, I had to put out a tweet. And I, the first thing I thought about is, you know, did Adam Stanley really know that he had two future Hall of Fame players watching Bobby Boucher in the water park? <laughs> and Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson and I were down there, and I remember Jimmy and I, this is like 1997, 98, whatever it was. And, um, and Adam actually, I think, it's since then retweeted. I said, but we're talking about Boogie Boos, Bobby Boucher, and he's he saying he's like Zach Taylor. I go, no, he's like Greg Lloyd. And he goes, whatever. And um, so it's going to be really, really kind of fun to kind of be united with Jimmy uh, over that little one. That's fantastic, Bill. I mean, that is just great. 
Welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show. You can be a part of the show as always. Hit us up on social media. Thanks to TJ Jefferson at, at Rich Eisen Show. Or you can call us, 844-204-RICH. 844-204-RICH. Ben Lyons in for Rich. I want to remind you, too, to stream the new Peacock original series, Heart to Heart, where host Kevin Hart sits down with today's biggest celebrities for unfiltered conversations. New episodes premiering every week. Go to PeacockTV.com to sign up now. Well, on Twitter, everyone was talking about this Trey Lance pass. It was the first viral moment from this year's NFL training camps that actually just involved football. Charles Robinson tweeted out, we're like two minutes into padded practices, and this <laughs> this bomb that Trey Lance threw already has uh, 49er fans thinking they're going to the Super Bowl. Charles Robinson, <laughs> Yahoo Sports, joins the show. Do you enjoy these highlights that go viral for a day in August and get everybody gassed up? We are we are at the height of optimism right now. Pre pre pads is about it's about as rich as the optimism gets at this stage. Every every guy looks amazing. You know, you're you're. Uh, I, I mean, that well, was a good pass, but I'm like, man, I don't, the league's not ready for him. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's uh, let's flash forward in six months, and it's going to be the narrator voice. The league was ready for Trey Lance. I think I think we're gonna see him go through some lumps. I, I was out there. Look, he looked. I thought. You know, he apparently was exquisite the day before I got out there. The day I was there, I think it was a little more normalized. He was throwing some stuff into traffic. Um, he did hit Brandon Ayuk when I was there on this 25-yard crossing route where, I mean, it was a it was like an Elway, like 25-yard rope, just sick pass. The kind that you're like, okay, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo can't do that. Like, I get that. So, um, he look, you know, he looked good. But I'm, I'm out with – Zach Wilson right now in the in the Jets, and it's the same situation where you know looks good, ball gets out of his hand quickly, but we won't know anything about these guys for you know a couple of months until I. Where was everybody talking about Justin Herbert being a world beater last year? And then you know the games start, and next thing I know, I got you know teams that did not have good evals on him telling me, yeah, you know, I think we missed on that guy. I think he's going to be a great player. So we got to got to get him on the field before we start doing this craziness. Charles, you mentioned being out there with the Jets and having a look at Zach Wilson, who celebrated his 22nd birthday, which is just half as old as Tom Brady, which is insane. Uh, I, I would not be doing a service to the man who sits in this chair every day, Rich Eisen, if I didn't ask for a Zach Wilson Jets update. What are you seeing out there with the Jets? Um, you know, like I said, I mean, he, he throws a good ball. He gets it out of his hand quickly. Um, you know, he's, he's pretty decisive. But again, it's it's still early. I think what's going to be interesting is they're going to have a lot of the the line is going to be a lot of zone schemes, and I think you know Makai Beckham is unreal, but I don't know if he's a zone left tackle. So I'm curious to kind of see how that plays out for him. You know, he's going to have to be lighter on his feet and move around, and you know that's if you're talking about Zach Wilson, you're talking about his left tackle. So that guy can't afford to miss. Um, this season, so I'm curious to see you know how he does in their zone schemes. But um, the talent is clearly there. He throws the deep ball; it's perfect. I mean, it's tight. It's you know he's. I get it. You 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 understand why they drafted him, the athleticism. But again, you know we're we're barely into pads, and um, it's going to take some time. And now that the, the surrounding roster, um, now they've they've improved it. I'll, I'll give them that. Like the roster, definitely. The last time I was through here was 2019, and there's no question in my mind the roster looks better. I'll tell you what: the, the Elijah Moore kid that they took in the second round, the wide receiver, is a vacuum. 
Like if a ball gets near him, he's catching it. And which is, you know, he's been pretty impressive just watching him today. And, um, you know, Corey Davis, I think is going to be a good, a good addition for them, but, uh, there's, there's going to be some kinks to work out for them schematically. And, you know, Wilson's going to go through his lumps, but early on, there's no, uh, not standing out here going, oh man, this, this looks like this is going to be a long-term work in progress. Like sometimes you get when you get guys to go in the first round. Charles Robinson joins the show, Yahoo Sports senior NFL reporter. They got good snacks out there at tra- uh, training camp? Good snack selection? <laughs> I don't know. They put us up on a balcony. I don't see any snacks up here. And I'm like, I don't know if, I don't know if you want to put a lot of Jets reporters up on a balcony. <laughs> like, I think you're, you're dumping fate. You know, I don't know how long you can cover the Jets from a balcony and not think twice about. Yeah, give him a fig newton dumping. or something, some kind of snack or a bag of peanuts. <laughs> Uh, let's stay in New York. Let's talk about the New York Giants who are one day into pads and already have a fight. So what's going on with Daniel Jones and the Giants? Well, don't fight on top of the quarterback. You know, like that's the only, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not against camp fights. I know some coaches hate it because, you know, I think it's a 50, 50 proposition. Sometimes it, you know, gets the juice flowing and guys are into it and it develops some kind of a mentality, but you know, the other, the other half of it is, creates animus, sometimes get injured, but I've never heard of people people getting into a brawl on top of the starting quarterback, who, by the way, is still not a known commodity. I still We don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be a good player or not. He's definitely not going to be a good player. He keeps fighting on top of him. They might not have um, known he was the quarterback. They might have just thought he was a kicker or just a random yeah, lineman or somebody else. It's a bad, it's a bad sign. They're like, we thought it was a punter. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's interesting. This is we're getting that second run of Joe judge and you know, some guys are going to love him. Some guys aren't going to like him so much. Um, I think, you know, I, I, it's hard to know right now what Joe judge is ultimately going to believe, you know, cause he, he, I feel like he is very much a love him or hate him kind of guy. Like he's got that kind of a program. I don't want to bring up Belichick, but he is kind of like Belichick that way where, you know, if you're if you're in the program, you're buying into it. You know, he's going to buy into you. But if you're not on the program, you're not listening. He's not buying into you. Look at Calvin Benjamin. I mean, you know, they bring the kid in, the Dave Gettleman, you know, invite and you know, or the Dave Gettleman pick up and they told him lose weight. You know, come in. You're you're at whatever I think it was like 260 and full squad minis. They're like, you got to lose some weight and get in here. Here's what we want you to play at. And he showed up. I think three pounds heavier. And that's a Joe Judge cut. Right there. That's like, no, we're not. We're not going to have that. We're not playing this game. So, um, hopefully, they can get Ken Galladay back on the field. You know, the hamstring that that stinks for them. That's definitely a guy they need working with Daniel Jones right now. But um, I think a lot of this is just going to rest on the Daniel Jones development, and let's see what Saquon looks like. Charles, let's stay in the division. TJ is already pre-gaming for the Super Bowl out here in Los Angeles because of all the weapons the Dallas Cowboys have on offense. <laughs> Zeke's in the best shape of his career. I know they say that every training camp, but this year it's true. Amari Cooper, Gallup, CeeDee Lamb's going to have a big second year. You think TJ should slow down if he wants to make it to Super Bowl, or should he just start celebrating now? Well, let's see if the quarterback can get through his camp arm first. I mean, before we – it's concerning, you know, that, that Dak already has some fatigue on that arm coming in and, you know, not a huge surprise. I think some of it was, he was loading up a little bit. And then, you know, I think it was a little bit of a workload that caused the fatigue, but I I don't like that. It's been this long, you know, you hear a couple of days and then it stretches into a week. And now I'm starting to wonder how long this will go, but look, Zeke, I was there. Zeke looks fantastic. I mean, he looks like 
his freshman year at Ohio State. He says that was when he was last at 218. He looks it. Um, Tyron Smith looks unbelievable. I mean, they physically, there's a lot to like there, but I think it's, you know, where are you going to get the pass rush from? How consistent is it going to be? Um, the secondary, you know, is, is Trevon Diggs going to be enough to kind of gel that group? There's a lot defensively to question. And then, you know, I want to see, I want to see Dak on the field. I, I'll tell you what about CeeDee Lamb, though. He's, uh, when I was there, because Amari Cooper's not there, um, you know, they were playing him outside, which that was a big question. Like, how much, you know, can he be an outside receiver? He looked great to me. And I think he's clear in a way, he's a number one receiver in the NFL. And I think Amari Cooper's a number one. And so you got two number ones. Gallup's great. I mean, there's no question offensively they're stacked. It's just, uh, let's see how Dak responds to, you know, continue to put fatigue on that arm. And although he looked completely healthy, the ankle looked fine to me and he ran around a lot. You know, we got to get a couple months into this to make sure there's nothing like lingering or nothing's going to get inflamed or blow up at some point. Charles Robinson joins the show. Yahoo Sports senior NFL reporter Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. You may have created a monster there, Charles, because TJ was just pumping his fists in the air, getting all hyped up over CD Lamb. Probably going to come in tomorrow with a CD Lamb jersey. So he's 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 losing his mind over there. So thank you for having us. You know we have to deal with that now for the rest of the show. Uh, let's uh, let's CD. let's uh, let's stay uh, in the division uh, and let's talk a little bit about some of these rumors we're hearing this morning about the Eagles possibly making yeah. a trade for Deshaun Watson. I don't understand it because with everything happening around Deshaun Watson right now, I would not want him on my football team. What is Philadelphia I- thinking with this? I mean, it's an immense amount of risk. And the, here's the thing about the Philly, the, the deal with Philly. So when teams started to drop out of that, um, March and April, you know, 49ers backed away. Um, the, the Panthers backed away. The Jets backed away. What was interesting out of all those franchises when they were backing away, they all said the same thing. Watch Philly. They all believed Philly was going to be the one that was going to make the big run at them. Um, and, and frankly, once Carolina fell out, I thought Carolina was really the one, but Carolina was going to offer three first, three thirds. I mean, they were going to make a big offer, you know, before all this stuff broke loose with Sean. And um, so the Philly thing has been out there for a while, but I think the question that I have, and, you know, I've talked to a number of GMs who, you know, either were involved with this or still involved with this. And the one thing that I think is pretty consistent is everybody wants to manage the risk. So the, the what I mean by that is I had one GM who, who I think definitely has some interest said, okay, I need some pick protections. Like, if we're going to do this, I don't know what's going to happen five minutes after I trade for the guy. He's like, that's, you know, I'm worried about everything, but I'm definitely worried about what I don't know yet. And so his thought process was, if he gets suspended half a season, I want one of my first to turn into a second-round pick. If he gets suspended for a full season or gets indicted and, you know, faces felony charges, I want two of my first turning into second-round picks. Like, they just want protection in the long term for the packages they have to give up. I, I have no idea where, you know, what Philly's thinking in terms of, you know, the protections. I don't know. I have not heard that it is that far along, frankly, from what was what I saw today out on Twitter. Um, and I think a big part of that is, and I, I think, you know, uh, Pro Football Talks, Mike Florio touched on this. The Harris County prosecutor's got to decide if he's going to advance um, some of this information to a grand jury. And if they see the grand jury, that's a whole different, I mean, I, I can't see NFL, any NFL team trading for him because they got to sit there and say, is this guy getting indicted on felonies? And if he gets indicted on felonies, you know, the league's going to step in. I think the league's just waiting to see 
what the you know Houston Police Department and the Harris County Prosecutor ultimately decide to do with it. So this idea is about to be dealt. I'm just, I don't know, man. I, I tend to believe from the legal standpoint, and, and I'm not even talking about the civil suits. I'm talking about the criminal stuff. Um, I think teams are still really worried about that and, and what might happen after a trade. I would be shocked, to be honest, to see him back on a football field this season. Charles, appreciate you taking some time, man. Thanks for checking in. I hope you get some good snacks out there at Jets practice. They got to feed you guys. I'm looking right now. I just see, like, Gatorade, and that's pretty much it. So, But, uh, you know what? Keep, keep watching CD Lamb. He's going to be a great player this year. I'm glad I hyped you guys up on that. <laughs> good stuff, man. Thanks for taking some time. All right, take care. Charles Robinson joining the show. When you start talking about a player and felony criminal charges, right. how are you even entertaining bringing that player onto your football team as an organization? Yeah, last week with Susie, Peter King was on, and he's kind of said the same thing. He was like, I, I can't imagine Houston trading him, and I can't imagine anyone wanting to acquire him right now with so many question marks. And that's what we were talking about at the A block of the show, the idea of homegrown talent versus somebody you go out and acquire. If you're yeah. an Eagles fan and you go out and get this guy right now with everything that's happening around him, everything he is being accused of having done, how can you buy his jersey and go root for him? It makes no sense to me. Yeah, instead of the guy, Jalen Hurts, who is there, who's being a leader, talking about being vaccinated because he wanted to do that to show leadership, uh, he's there grinding and so much excitement and promise and he came on our show before the draft and said i'm gonna be a dog for whoever takes me and now he's there ready to lead this team and you're just gonna brush him aside for this guy deshaun who yeah i i, so I don't see shadiness it. going on right i don't now. see so, it i don't yeah, want to see it yeah i don't see it either yeah you spent you just mentioned so much hope and excitement so much promise feel like that was Brockman's feelings about Luca in the Olympics. <laughs> Didn't really work out for Luca in Slovenia. We'll talk close. a little Olympics coming up next. We got Katie Ledecky <laughs> on the show as well. Kay Cannon checking yes. in. Sarah Spain. We got a big show today. Big show on a Thursday. We'll talk a little Team USA women's soccer winning the bronze as well. Ben Lyons in for Rich. The Rich Eisen Show rolls on. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. 
That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. I got Mark Spitz here in the studio, uh, here on the Rich Eisen Show. When was the last time you wore a mustache? When was the last time you had I shaved it off, actually, in 1988. It was like, uh, wow. whatever it was, 13, 14 years after the Olympics. Wow. So you were in your third decade. That's when of- I started to get gray hair, and it looked kind of terrible. Is it, you started looking Sam Elliott-like, sort of like? Is it what yeah, it yeah. Like? You know, I grew the mustache because I was defiant with my coach. He says, you have to look like the all-American collegiate swimmer and um so i started growing this in 1972 after the ncaa swim championships which was in march and by the time i guess it was in june or july i finally had enough to actually look at it to see it so i went to the olympic trials and when i got there and it was in chicago everybody was talking about this mustache and i said you know maybe i shouldn't shave it off they're all talking about the mustache nobody's talking about how to beat me i said this is a great distraction so i swam and i broke a couple world records and then i went to munich and i was going to shave it off the night before competition Mm -hmm. just to it was my final psych. So what happened was I wanted to go back to the swimming pool at nighttime. We had practice times in the venue of the actual competition, but only in the morning yeah. because there were so many teams. So there were other swim pools out in Munich that we could practice in. So I said to the coach, I said, who's practicing at like 6 o'clock at night tonight? And he says, well, the Russians. It's their last session. I said, well, I'm going to walk over because the village was, I could just walk over there. I said, I know one of the coaches. Maybe they'll let me swim. for. I just want to get in the water for five minutes. So I went over to the water. He gave me, moved out everybody out of lane one. I started swimming back and forth. And there was these underwater windows for the cameras. And all of a sudden, I realized when I swam backstroke once, half the coaching staff had disappeared. And there was all these flashes going off under the window. So I was using some stupid, ridiculous stroke when I got to the end of the pool, figuring that if they're taking pictures of me, I'm going to look like an idiot, right, with these dumb stroke. So when I got out of the pool and I was drying off, they all came up with their cameras unabashed. And the the guy, Russians, the, the Russians, the, the Russian coaches, and, and the Russian coach that speaks English says, we, we've never seen you swim in person. We've only seen it on TV. My colleagues are asking, do you always swim that way with a, your hand this way? And I said, sure do. So he translated that. Of course, it was a lie. He said, what about, what about your mustache? And they said, well, and I, I don't know why I said this. I said, uh, well, my mustache, I'm, uh, it's great for me. He says, well, doesn't it slow you down? Because, you know, everybody was shaving their body and their hair and everything. Yeah. I go, no, it doesn't slow me down. I said, it deflects the water away from my mouth. I can get much more streamlined lower in the water and not have to worry about getting the water <laughs> in my mouth. So they were actually listening to this. He's translating <laughs> like mad all of the actual instructions that I just gave him of why I wasn't going to shave it off. Yeah. The next year, every male swimmer had a mustache. <laughs> and that is a true story. That is a true story. Maybe you could have fed them something more damaging to their chances than just the mustache if you knew the influence you were having in the moment, Mark, right? I have no idea. It. Rumor has it that the East German women had mustaches also. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I said this yesterday on the show. It's a very Hollywood group of guys that I get the privilege <laughs> to here hang we, out with every day. I mean, come in and fill in for Rich as he's hosting Tokyo Gold. I'm, I'm so blessed and fortunate to be able to come in here and do this. I genuinely mean it. And I'm also very lucky as someone with big Hollywood dreams to be able to draft around 
some of the business ideas I hear getting thrown around this set. I'm like, wow, this is how I can get to that next level. Yes, exactly. That, that, that South Park creator level, right, Del Tufo? Because oh. you broke that news. You know, we're oh. just guys hanging out, talking about what's going on in the trades. The trades. You know, so what happened with the South Park guys today? Trey Parker and Matt Stone just signed a deal for $900 million with Viacom CBS Oof. to develop 14 movies, and the original series will run till season 30. Wow, that's, that's a in, big deal. Mind you, those guys Damn. are, I mean, they're- That's a huge deal. That's huge. That's big business. It's big. almost a billion dollars. I mean, that's Almost insane. a billion dollars? That's big business. Three Basketball times. prequel, maybe? I know you guys are talking about it with Costas. Let's, Let's go. I remember seeing the South Park movie in the theater opening night and yeah. just laughing oh. to where it hurt my face. I remember Damn. walking out of the theater having to massage my face. Yes. I was laughing so hard. What would I mean, Brian Boitano do if he was here right now? $900 million. Come <laughs> on. Wow, that's big business. And then I said, they're like yeah. kind of like the Mel Brooks sure. of this era. My dad's going to send me a nasty email now that you said that, but I'll deal with that later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I agree with business. that one. Yeah. Yeah. Brockman, he didn't give, he didn't it's an interesting take. It's an interesting take. You're working on a big business project as well, right, Chris? You're a big well, Hollywood look, guy. Look, I mean, TJ, Adam, and I, I, we roped El Tufo in well, I mean, to a deal I mean, or two. I mean, we're into the sports cards. And so, you know, we're just looking at a box right now that's you know, in the... Don't, it's don't it's tell in the, people. You know... Or four-figure range that we could go in on with big potential for guys like Anthony Edwards, Lamelo Ball could be in there. You know, just 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 take like a I said, a real there. Hollywood group of yeah. movers and shakers. We're talking Trying? nine hundred million dollar deals and four-figure. <laughs> should we buy some sporting low four-figure deals? Yeah, yeah. Low four, low four, mean, such four. Hollywood movers and shakers. I get Benny Hanna on discount. Like, come on, let's go <laughs> to go by to the go way. to no go. I, I mean. No Adam in the back is getting all excited about That's, chilies down the street. I'm like, just thinking on. about this. That's be like going to Cold Stone and not watching them make the ice cream <laughs> right. and buying it in the container. I was like trying to think of what exactly could be like the same thing that TJ's doing. It's Cold Stone. I don't the way, need the volcano, folks. Just give me my food and I'm out. When you go to Benihana and get it to go, do they still give you a beeper the size of a coaster? <laughs> you don't. You don't get that. You yeah. got to you got to park on Third Street in Santa Monica in a red zone. By the way, hope you don't get towed while you yeah, run in there to get your bag. Benny Hanna to go. <laughs> I can't, you can't go sit in the restaurants, Ben. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Bro. I get it. Then just wait till the world opens up to get beautiful hibachi. Well, like, it's okay. You like, want some I, chicken and rice? You can get it from a lot of different spots. You know, I went to Benny Hanna in May of 2020. If I would have been waiting, it's August of 21. Yeah, so I'd still be waiting. You don't think about the chefs at Benny Hanna as they lose out on business getting to perform for a <laughs> table full of people, but that's somebody impacted by the pandemic. You don't Look, think man, I'm it. trying to watch my that's, money, all right? TJ, come to my house. I'll flip a shrimp up there. You know what I try to do for the longest, and I realize there's more to it than, than probably meets the eye? You notice that the chef at Benihana has a belt buckle of Benihana. It's like a Benihana belt buckle. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And I've tried to say, hey, can I get one of those? Or what do you, And it's the secret society. I think oh. it's like their like the skulls. It's the thing that they have to earn in order to get to cook at Benihana. It's the belt buckle. Those things are killer. Yeah, well, you now know, they got all the look. slots for their knives and, and all well, that stuff. You know, they're like Batman's utility belt in Benihana. You saw know, Kevin gotta... Durant at a Benihana once. You remember the same that? night I saw Mark Summers from Double Dare? Oh, oh. oh. So I'll take the there. physical challenge. That's a great one. Okay, there's something when, wrong that great. we all went ooh when we heard Mark Summers, right, but said, said nothing Durant, when no he said Kevin Durant. Durant. The host of What Would You Do? The inventor of Jerry Seinfeld's look of acid wash jeans, white 
sneakers and a, and a zany blazer at any moment. Not wrong. What's the deal? I remember when I, I hosted uh, My Family's Got Guts, the reboot to the original Guts. Guts? Oh, yeah. Right, climbing the aggro crag. I hosted oh, yeah. a season for Nickelodeon in like episode 12. I looked over in Video Village and Mark Summers was on set just casually watching the mom- monitors. And Did I you was freak out? <laughs> I was so nervous. <laughs> Remember that year and a half that Gilbert Arenas called himself Hibachi? Every time he'd make a shot, he'd do this. So remember I said in the random photos on my phone, you know, we're going to throw that out today. I'm going to tell some stories about the weird stuff that's in my phone. I don't know if they're included in the segment, but I do have Nick Young's hibachi shoes he wore in the playoffs. He wore some custom Benihana Adidas hibachi shoes. Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, NBA champion. I get it. Um, Let's talk about uh, somebody who struggled last night a little bit in the Olympics, outplayed by a future Nick superstar, Evan Fournier, oh. and that's your buddy Luka Doncic. Luka couldn't get the last shot off for Slovenia. Got 18 points. He was isoed on Rudy Gobert at the end of the game. Gets his first loss in international competition. Brockman, I know you're up at 4.30 in the mor- morning crying, crying Slovenian tears <laughs> as your boy Luka 77 couldn't get it done. What happened? Uh, well, he can't carry the whole team himself. You know, like Michael Jordan needed Scottie Pippen. So, I don't know, another single player on the Slovenian team? Yeah, who team? didn't step up? Who didn't, who didn't carry Well, I got to have to look at the box score to really ana- analyze yeah, and who didn't. No, uh, you were ready to anoint them the, the Olympic champs, bro. And you don't know anyone on the squad? First off, they weren't even supposed to qualify for the Olympics. So, the fact that they did that is a modern miracle. The fact that they were on the precipice of the gold medal game says all you need to know about Luca's greatness and lifting up all of his teammates around him to play at his level on the international scale. So I think this is a victory, a moral victory. They're going to play for the bronze medal game. They're probably going to beat Australia. Luca did have a triple-double last night, by the way, only the second in Olympic history. Evan Fournier did finish with 23 points on 8 of 16 shooting. He made four three-pointers going four of six from behind the line, hit all his free throws, had five rebounds and three assists in the win. Evan Fournier and the French guys take on the United States guys tomorrow night. That's going to be a fun one. I think it's 7.30 on Peacock here on the West Coast. So Friday night, gold medal game. It's an early start in Tokyo. It's an 11.30 in the morning game, which makes me happy that J.R. Smith is not on this Olympic team. <laughs> oh my God, Cleveland's amazing. They have video games in practice. I had no idea. We were talking about this. Man drove a four hundred fifty thousand dollars Israeli military tank around the meatpacking district. <laughs> we were talking about this before the show. Uh, you know, much has been made about Olympic Village and the cardboard beds and all of that. Like Kevin Durant is seven foot one. He won't admit to being that tall, but he is over seven feet tall. Those cardboard beds can't be longer than like seven feet. So where is he sleeping? What about the hammer throwers? What what about some of those little weightlifters yeah. who are clocking in at three hundred pounds plus? You're gonna put them on a six foot cardboard bed? <laughs> no, that's insane. But like winning this gold medal is very important for the culture of the United States for basketball. So I need Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum especially. I need them as comfortable and as well-rested as possible. By the the way, Chris, here's a question. They are elite NBA players. I'm sure they're willing to sacrifice. Yeah, okay. I'm sure they're willing to (laughs) maybe, you know, lower their accommodations to blend in with the other athletes. Guys, we don't know that they're staying in that village, right? Like, I, I would suspect 
that they are not. I'm suspecting that the thread count on Kevin Garnett or Kevin Durant sheets are so high that it's okay, it's uncalculable. The Ritz Carlton Tokyo's in the Olympic Village, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I gotta I gotta imagine so. You know, like you said, like yeah. Durant's not down the hall from the judo silver medalist, right? <laughs> I mean, on TikTok alone, a mayor who's a American rugby player who is a beast and was stiff arming women like she was Derrick Henry gave a little, you know showed us what the beds and the rooms look like and yeah they literally are sleeping on cardboard i promise you dame dollar is not sleeping yeah, didn't on the, the same bed as team rent out a yacht or something and that's what they were staying on can one, dame one of the willard Olympics? set up a little recording studio in his olympic village <laughs> dorm room imagine if you're the pole vaulter who's living next to Dame Lillard and he's like making music at three in the morning. It's like, this guy won't go to sleep. You sacrifice your whole life to be a pole vaulter from Belgium and you've got one chance tomorrow to medal. You'll be the first Belgian pole vaulter to ever medal. And Dame, and Dame Dollars in there fire. bars late night. The Olympic Village. 32 bars coming out of the room next to me. Devin Won't Booker stop. just wants a glass of milk to fall asleep. He's got a little tummy ache. Does he walk out at two in the morning into a... To a kitchen and run into a. By the way, one of my favorite Nigerian things from the sprinter or something. <laughs> one like, of my favorite know. things from the bubble last year was everybody kind of giving their little tours of the bubble and what they were doing to right, get ready. Right, like right. I thought that was great. Well, a lot of fishing and golf. And a lot of bubble. fishing, a lot of golf. I liked. Uh, I think the Serbian guys in the league would hold court and have a have open bottles of wine at night. There's a bunch of Serbian guys in the league. The women are playing the Serbs tonight. That's mm-hmm. going to be fun. Brianna Stewart and the uh, and team Team USA women taking on. Serbians in a semifinals match. We got uh, Team USA Soccer winning a bronze medal. Two goals from Carly Lloyd and Megan Rapino. Just as I'm telling you guys, I don't know if they have anything left. <laughs> yeah, you were like, it's I think over. they're kind of winding down. Rapino and Carly Lloyd. Also, two days and two goals too late. Like, where was this in the previous matches? Zero goals in the previous two games, and now they decided to bust out the whooping stick. I mean, come on, Carly Lloyd with, they with still her got the bronze, bro. Gold. Like, come on. Yeah, they get the bronze medal. Nobody's won the Women's World Cup and then gone on and win the gold medal. It's very tough to do. So the fact they're even meddling, yeah, I think, is incredible. Double. I love that squad. So shout out to Team USA. Yeah, hey, hey, Ben, let's hit a call real quick. Our buddy Terzo's on the line one. Terzo. Talk to you as a basketball. Terzo, what's cracking Yo, what's in up, Iowa, guys? my man? How's everybody doing today? What, hey, up, what, up? what up? Hey, TJ, have you ever got your prizes from the prices right yet? Uh, it's funny you mentioned that, Terzo. I got a an email I think two weeks ago, and it was very nondescript. I almost sent it to the junk pile, and it was said contestant. And I happened to check it, and they were asking me what uh, address I wanted the, not ping pong table, tennis table, because that's what it really is. That's what it really is. They wanted to know what address. So I gave them the studio address and my home address. So we're going to see where it shows up, but hopefully it'll be here soon. Well, I was starting to get a little worried. I was going to write a demand letter for you with a nice little letterhead, see if we could get a, Get a response back from uh, Mr. Kerry. Well, I know, like, if I need legal, there's only one right. person. I don't call Saul. I call Terzo. <laughs> Better call. <laughs> my man, my man. Hey, uh, Brockman, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that uh, we don't get the Slovenian United <laughs> States uh, gold medal. I know how much you just were really pulling for that, man. It really meant a lot to me. I really <laughs> wanted to see Lucas single-handedly throw up 65 and defeat the United States, and I could, uh, you know, announce my Slovenian citizenship, but... <laughs> Sadly, that won't be taking place. Also, Brockman was hoping to go out to Vegas Labor Day weekend and tell people he was on the Slovenian <laughs> basketball team and see if he could get an upgrade in his hotel suite. No one could tell me I wasn't on that team, by the way. That would that'd be absolutely hilarious because they would probably believe him and be like, yeah, yeah. 
What else you got, Serzo? Just fired up for these Olympics, hey, huh? Well, well, I'm you know I'm a huge 49er fan. Ah. You know, I do want to pump the brakes on Trey Lance. Yes, it's been kind of fun to watch. He him threw a pass but... though. Did you see on the internet? He threw a pass <laughs> in a football type situation. I, I I couldn't I couldn't get past it. You know, I just had it on 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 replay last night. You know, I almost missed the the U.S. basketball game because of it. Well, uh, I'm I'm excited for you to watch practice again today because I think he's going to hand off the ball. So that should be <laughs> pretty hey, pretty exciting and worth a retweet. Thanks, Terzo. All right, brother. I appreciate you guys. See you, man. See you, buddy. Hold it down out there at High V in line trying to get some protein bars watching Trey Lance highlights on repeat. I see you, Terzo. I know Charles <laughs> Robson talked about it, but I'm actually, I love this time of year. I think it's awesome. I, I love the play-by-play counts. I want to know who went 11 for 14 with two touchdowns and a pick and team. But wh- I love I the video. Because awesome. now the documentation of practice has become an industry unto itself. It's amazing. I Isn't love it. Isn't the point of it to mess up and try things? Shouldn't your quarterback go two of 25 in practice? But I love the hour by hour overreactions of everybody's fan bases. I'm here for all of that. <laughs> yeah. Anytime somebody makes a pass this time of year, you see the retweets. You see the mentions. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous, actually. Um, all right, we got Hollywooded by K-Can, and we're going to have her on tomorrow. We got Sarah Spain on next. We're going to talk about all it. things Bulls because they had a big one, plus what her thoughts are. The quarterback of the Chicago Bears. I love Sarah Spain. Huge fan. She's a friend. She's coming on next. It's Ben in for Rich. The show rolls on. Like you don't get excited about that when you see like did were you watching summer league like the last night summer league started for NBA I mean I just think all of these things that don't matter matter so much and fans are just excited we haven't had football in six months no that and that's what's amazing about it too is the fan excitement for this and just wanting to touch football in any way possible yeah, anyway you possible. see fifteen thousand fans going out to practice it's great have you seen these these open you know, practices that'll have 10,000 people out there. And I think that's really cool because one, going to an NFL game can be a little intimidating, especially if you have children. Mm-hmm. It's expensive, expensive. And you also miss some of the other NFL games that are on while you're watching the game you're at. It's an all-day yeah. thing. So if you've got young football fans in your life, to take them out to a practice, to get them to see their favorite player, maybe get an autograph or a photo, I think that's really cool about the NFL yeah. practice experience this time of year. But I just don't understand it as a coach. I would want my players to have horrible numbers in practice. <laughs> I would want my wide receivers to have to work with double coverage. Like, oh, we we're took the entire practice. practice. Yeah, we're talking about practice, not the game, not the game I live and die for. And I did do the show today as if it were my last. But if I'm Julio Jones, like, I want him double covered in practice so he can learn how to do that. He can practice against that. Right, right, right. Now the stats and, the, and I think these players are aware that if they get burned on a, yeah, on, well, a on a series, oh, it's popping it's up, man. You're going on, on the internet. You're like, going to get blown retired. up. Yep. So are they actually getting better in practice? We're talking about practice. What are, what are we talking about? We're talking about practice. It's unbelievable. Not a game. You ever not, gone out not, to one of these NFL the practices? Yeah, a couple years ago. A couple years ago, we went to uh, Cowboys and the Chargers and Rams had a joint practice, so we went out there and watched. There was a, you know, there was a little scuffle. Yeah, I was about to say you're just out there trying, <laughs> trying there was to a see scuffle. some scuffle. I just wanted to see yeah. some hands thrown, but yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun. You just getting your Ross Tucker on. You just wanted to see violence. I wish we had more time. Yesterday, Ross Tucker Ross, called like, in. It was an unbelievable. He was incredible. He's Ross like, went to a dark place. Yeah, he was like, basically <laughs> saying how 
he wished someone would brush up against his wife at a bar so he could like rough him up. That's what he missed from football. He, he Just missed, laying people he, out. He, I mean, he wants to start a gym to get people. guys like us to spend money so we can go and just lay people out in the gym. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. That's crazy. But I, I would pay to see Del Tufo lay someone else out. I don't <laughs> yeah, want to lay exactly, it out. Exactly. Let's let Del Tufo do it. I'm a lover, Sarah not Spain a fighter, coming people. up next here on Peacock. <laughs>